you are here. We are a summit. We are called the Suicide Prevention Show, where we're making suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past. Now, this session is specifically designed for you. For you, the person who's with us right now, so that we can peel back the curtain and show you what it's really like to host a summit. So, first things first. There's a whole slide deck, okay, but there's nothing about this. So this is it, behind the curtain. It is how to handle, how to monetize your mission. And part of it is about having stages. And so a summit is one kind of stage. So here I am back. All right, let's try an experiment. For, you, for those of you who've been with me earlier in this, you know that I have a favorite theory. It's called the ballpark theory. And in the ballpark theory, you are either a ball player or a club owner. Ball players have three options. When it comes to the rules of the ballpark, a ball player can accept the rules without conflict, argue with the rules and create conflict, or get out of the ballpark. So that's on the ball player side. On the club owner side, club owners got the job. They got to write down rules, figure out the rules, put them in writing, communicate them clearly and apply them equitably. Now, when it comes to your business, one of the ways to monetize a mission is first you've got to get a message into the world. So as a messenger, you take your message into the world and you start interacting with people who have stages. Well, at that moment, you've got your ball club and they have theirs. So you have to form a league. That's what your speaker agreement is. It's a league opportunity. So you create an agreement. All right, it's all good. You guys have agreed. You got your thing. Oh, by the way, now, my ballpark as a speaker got a couple of things in it. Not many, just a couple. You want to be really clear if it's your, when you're a speaker, when you're a messenger, you want to know what your preferences are. You know, I learned this from my friend, Larry Winget, who, as he says, there are some things he does not tolerate as a speaker. One of them is about microphones. He has in his contract a lapel microphone. Why? Because if they put one of those countrymen, that thing, the wire that goes around the back and the piece that comes here, on his bald head, he feels like he looks ridiculous. So it is one of the rules of his ballpark that he has a lapel mic. So interesting, the little things that can make a difference so that you're not distracted when you're taking your message into the world. But here's the deal. Once you give your rules and they give their rules and you've created this agreement, you can get something that I call ballpark confusion. When you show up at the speaking gig, Whose ballpark is it? Are you in your ballpark or theirs? Because at any given moment, you're in one or the other. This is the way the theory works. So if you've got a guess about that, you can put it into the chat. You can say, okay, so let's vote. Or you can raise your hand 
Um, if you know how to do that, I didn't do a lot of tech support yet on this, but I'm going to, and I'm going to show you how to do this in a really professional way. We're going to stick with the topic of monetizing your mission by getting your message into the world. And this is really critical. When I walk into a speaking gig, it doesn't matter what we agreed to. It doesn't matter what the league agreement says. I walk in that door, I'm in their ballpark. And I've got three choices. I have three options when it comes to their rules. I can accept their rules without conflict, no matter how they have changed. We call this being easy to work with and where to get around. I can argue with the rules and create conflict. This will also get me talked about because word gets around. My third option is to get out of their ballpark, which will probably be the end of my speaking career because you guessed it, word will get around. And it is this whole arena of organizers and meeting planners and association leaders, you know, they talk to each other. So when you arrive at a speaking gig, remember that you're the ball player and it's their ballpark. And as much as possible without compromising your integrity, be an option one, accept their rules without conflict. You can always sort things out later. Now, like I said, up to the point of compromising your integrity. But here's where it gets interesting. Ballparks are funny things. Have you ever heard of something called a turf war? Yeah, there's no war here, but there is something about turf. Because when I'm in a speaking gig, I am the ball player right up until I take the stage. And then it's my ballpark. And this is where it really helps to know my rules. If I step onto that stage with anything other than ownership energy, everybody knows. There is no place left to hide. As a matter of fact, that's a chapter in a book that I wrote right after I got my first uh, big speaking gig, you know, big stage, Tomatron machines, you know, where I was, here I was, there I was, big on both sides. Yeah, and I realized that there's a vulnerability there that I wasn't comfortable with then. And I did my absolute best to hide in plain sight. And if you see pictures of that talk, you will never guess that I was hiding. But I was, because it felt very, very uncomfortable. I didn't know my purpose then. And that's why I put so much pressure on my peeps to find their mission. What is it that is going to drive them? Why? Because if you are mission driven, none of these other things are gonna bother you. If you're mission driven, you will absolutely take a stage with ownership. And it's not gonna matter whatever was happening right before you took the stage because you'll be on mission and you'll be on point. 
So let's talk about ways to monetize it when you're speaking. It's really, really simple. All right, there are four basic models of how do you monetize a speaking gig. And again, messaging is about speaking. So in the case of most stages, you're either going to get paid to be on the stage. That's what they call keynoting. You know, a keynote speaker, the person who speaks after dinner and they're brought in and they are paid for that gig. Those are less common, especially now in a virtual world. The second way to monetize a stage is to be able to make a paid offer when you're on the stage. And this is becoming more prevalent, especially now even on summits. Now, my summit is not that kind of a summit where we don't have any paid offers. All of my speakers are just amazingly generous people. So they give gifts and then they give VIP gifts and they give and they give. And, and that's because they're not on this stage to monetize their mission. They're on this stage to support my mission. So there's no end of the ways that you can have a speaking gig. But I just want to be really clear. Getting paid to speak, getting paid because you sell something, either from the stage, and then there's another variation, which is selling something in the back of the room. And that's where books, you know, things like that, used to be really popular. Right now, we're not seeing that kind of speaking gig very often. So you want to just be aware that just because there are not in-person events, you can still get your message out into the world in powerful ways, and you can still use it to monetize your mission. And the last way, so we've got paid to speak, we've got sell something from the stage, I call that being a promoter, we've got the the call to action to the back of the room where you can make sales after the stage. The last one is about patience. It's about nurture. It's about later. It's about where you actually build a movement and build momentum. And so that is just a different strategy. It's actually kind of replacing the back of the room strategy that because we don't have so many backs of the room. So being prepared for that is where we're going to be spending some time because monetizing your mission is about making a movement. And you do that by honoring the people who support you by recognizing them as your peers, by totally being in gratitude and appreciation for every stage, for every microphone, for every person like all of my speakers who show up, my tech support, my students who show up to support this. If you've got a mission, if you are mission driven, and so you have a message to get out into the world, do not limit yourself by how you monetize it, but do look, and this is my, my passion here, look for ways that the mission can be self-supporting. There's a little nonprofit happens to have um, a location or 
many actually in my neighborhood. It's called Goodwill. Goodwill in my local community under that big umbrella, each community stands alone, usually three or four counties. And this one has an underlying principle. You wanna talk about a rule of a ballpark. Um, I got a chance to take some training with them, to take the behind the scenes tour, to actually be a, an ambassador for them in the community. And their underlying principle is no money, no mission. No matter how great an idea is, no matter how many people it could serve, if they can't find a way for that mission to monetize, they won't do it. What would your life be like if you looked at all of the activities that are ancillary and you go, okay, no money, no mission. I want my mission into the world. I had to look at everything I was doing and go, will this bring money into the mission? And then I had looked at how is the mission going to become self-supporting? And so we're putting those pieces in place for the Teen Suicide Prevention Society so that it will be have a legacy. It will outlive me. That's what a legacy is. It's something that outlives you. At least I believe that's what it is. So that's my definition. So monetizing your mission and using a summit. I'm going to use this example to walk you through step-by-step step exactly what this could look like for you. I love being interviewed on summits. I absolutely do. I've made some amazing friends being interviewed on podcasts. That's how I made the friends with Dan. You know, I absolutely love it. And it's really, really beneficial for getting my message out into the world. I mean, everybody wins. And I love hosting the summit. It was being the host of my own radio show, my own podcast, my own summits, that gave me the experience I needed to feel confident leading a mission. So look for opportunities where you can be the host. The structure of the summits are really very simple and it's nothing more than what is the theme? What is the one thing that people want to hear about in your lane? And then who do you know who has an audience that matches your audience? Those are the first two things. What's my topic? And do I have a tribe that other people are also serving so that I have guest speakers to invite? Audience match is the most critical piece of most summits. My first summit, hot mess, because I didn't understand that. So I had people with great content, but their audience was not my audience and my audience was not their audience. And this was when I was doing the more traditional summits where I did have people who made paid offers. And the reality is if there's no audience match, nobody wins. So the first thing you want to do is identify your tribe. Who is your mission for? Who is going to be impacted by it first? And so just start there. 
you know, it was fun when I was interviewing Dr. Beth earlier, and she was talking about the fact that she's got the two, you know, tribes, and people were very much trying to, business coaches are notorious for this, wanting her to have just one. And she's like, no, that's why she calls her stuff embracing defiance, because she's defiant even with her coaches. There are places where if you have two passions, I will tell you, look for where you can mesh them together. Look for the commonality. Look for the Venn diagram where you've got the overlap in the center and let that be your tribe. And again, who can you partner with? Because all of these interviews are partnerships. You know, we, there's some dialogue, there's some back and forth. It works best if you're talking to the same audience, same language. Then everybody can get how it's valuable to them. So these are the first steps. Now, I want to take you on a little journey into the world of virtual summits. And I want to make sure that this serves you. So please make sure that you put questions in the chat or raise your hand if you've got a question, because this is an open Q&A. We can do it that way in this moment. So if you've got a question, I will unmute you. Just pop your hand up. The structure of a summit got simpler with the advent of the technology that we're using. This particular platform, absolutely worth its weight in gold. And it does not have to be expensive. So we're going to get into some nuts and bolts and some money talk, but you got to absolutely just bear with me for a second because more important than the money is the functionality. All right. If you go to the participants button at the bottom of your screen and click on it, your participants are going to pop up. You're going to see probably not so much on this one. Hmm. I forgot. We're in webinar. You don't have a hand raise. So how will I know that you want to talk? <laughs> Maybe you do have a hand raise. Yeah, you do. You do. Just click participants and you'll see it or it's down at the bottom of your screen. So I do see that you have it. Um, and we will start with some questions and answers on what it is that you need to know about tech. The first thing you need to know is that your attendees can raise their hands. And so, pardon me for being confused. But yeah, you absolutely look for that. First one who raises their hand, I've got something for you. Because I want to make sure that I'm not crazy and this actually works. So, perfect. Aha, there they go. Popping up. All right. <laughs> Raise your hand and drop it because you don't want to be called on. I got that. Okay, thank you very much for proving that that works. Yeah, good. Okay. The reason you want to do what I just did, you want to find a way to encourage people to raise their hand and to keep it up. You know, just say, raise your hand and keep it up for a minute. And the, one of the reasons you want to do that is because especially in an online webinar setting, this helps you know that somebody's there and that they're listening. You know, when you're in a regular Zoom meeting where you can see people, that's a little different. But in the webinar, you want to make sure you can see people. Two, you don't want your peeps to be frustrated. So you want them to know how the system works. Don't assume that anybody knows anything about how Zoom works or any other webinar platform. So you have them go to participants, 
raise your hand. You also say go to the chat, which is another button at the bottom of your screen. Put, that's true, Rosa, and I'll come back to that. So you put your questions in the chat. Matter of fact, go to the chat right now and just say, yes, I can find the chat. Or if you can't find the chat, then type in there, I can't find the chat. And we'll take care of that for you. We'll make sure that you can get it done. This is a lighthearted way of helping people engage with your content and with each other. And yeah, Katie can't find the chat. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Okay. But you understand people will do that and then you can acknowledge them. And, and it's really part, yeah, Katie's a techie. <laughs> it's really a lot of fun. So in the chat, in a webinar, it's a little different than in a meeting. Okay. In a meeting, you'd be able to see everybody. In a webinar, you cannot see everybody. And that is to limit distractions for the speaker, create a quality recording, and give a better experience if you're delivering content. That's when you would use this webinar format. Otherwise, you get more engagement in a meeting. This is true. And in a meeting, there's a lot more you can do with each other because you can private chat back and forth. Not always so easy to do in the webinar format. And it doesn't matter which platform you're using. So they have different purposes. And that's really important. So I see some familiar faces on here. Well, I don't see your faces, but I do see you. So if you've got, Rosa, you have just been amazing. I really appreciate you for being here all day. So the, yeah, and if you've got a question, let me know, because I want to make sure this serves you all. I believe that everyone has a message and everyone has a difference that they want to make and that they can make in the world and that you absolutely absolutely must do what you are called to do. So I'm delighted that you're here. What I'm wondering is, will you let us support you in being more on purpose and being more impactful? Not even a real word, I know. But even having more impact in the world, will you let us do that? And if you will, raise your hand and let's get you on and you can ask some questions because that's why we're here. This is one of my favorite parts of the summit is that I get to serve you at whatever level you want to be served. So Rose, there we go, Rosa, here we go. All right, so you can unmute, I believe. Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. You are so wonderful. Oh my goodness. I just love listening to you and every, every I resonate with your thoughts, your thinking, your patterns, your message. It is just like having a soul sister. <laughs> well, all right there, soul sister. How may I support you? Okay, so um, can you hear me properly? Yes. Okay, good. So what I do is I started teaching networking skills about four years ago to entrepreneurs mm -hmm. because I saw that they were just exchanging business cards and not making connections. Mm -hmm. So then I started to teach connection skills. And then I saw that it was not comfortable or easy for most people to make connections on the spot. 
And I realized then how gifted I was because making a connection immediately is my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Got that. Okay. You know, and uh, so I, and I, my big, big mission is to really have a heart centered community, business community. And I live in Toronto in the GTA and I want our GTA to be the best heart centered business community in the world. So I decided I better start matching people together and and doing it instead of waiting for them to catch up. It's like, okay, they have their gifts. This is my gift in in just uh, connecting people. So now I have matching and masterminding events. And I've had my third one just recently. I've had uh, my first online one. The first two were live and the first online one just happened a month ago. So I bring 12 people together. Of course, I'd like a bigger group, but it's just brewing. And I form six partnerships. And what I do with these people is I find the synergies between two partners. And on that day, I let them have their fun, meeting, connecting, meeting, connecting, and then telling me who they think, maybe one to three people they might want to meet. But the truth is, I already know who they're going to latch on to. And it's like, I finalize the matches and they walk away and tell me it was a love fest because they all fall in love with each other because they're so like-minded and so heart-centered and so passionate about their message bringing into the world. So then I have, um, I will have now six follow-up group sessions with them to ensure that these partnerships work. So I'm taking it every time I have it, I'm implementing something newer and better to make sure the partnerships last. Okay. Well, you certainly have created a path for yourself. Yes. But what I want to know is how I can make this bigger and better and, and, and tweak my message in a way that I can get more speaking big gigs and get more joint venture partners and get more business people to do it with me. Okay. Because this has to happen fast. With COVID, connection has been a bit more of a challenge for people. Mm-hmm. And I feel that without that, we're going to lose a lot more entrepreneurs. And I really feel the urgency to bring them together. Got it. What problem do you solve, Rosa? I solve the problem of loneliness, isolation, entrepreneur stress, burnout. Okay. Um, what problem do they want you to solve? They want, they want to become visible and become known by finding the right inner circle by meeting the right connections so that they can form partnerships to work together in collaboration because they know that it can't happen alone. So they want collaborative partners, but they don't know how to do that quickly enough. Okay. So the problem that you know you can solve for them is all of the entrepreneurial burnout, all of the stress. Mm -hmm. The problem that they want solved is the one that becomes your message. Why? Because they will not buy anything from you if they don't feel heard by you. 
And so if I was talking about um, being hijacked by your amygdala, which is the way I used to speak, believe it or not, and um, needing to permanently resolve negative emotional history so that you don't have baggage. And I tried to connect that message to the fact that people's businesses were gonna grow. They wouldn't get it. Now, why would I need to connect it over there to businesses growth? Because that's what they wanted. They really don't care what the process is. And so the message for you is really, I think, going to be pretty straightforward. And it's all about the help that you really need. When it comes to building your business through building connections and collaborations, sometimes the last thing you need is another networking event. <laughs> And if you start with that message, Reza, mm -hmm. other people are going to laugh just like you did. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna feel drawn to you. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And I do say that because the truth is I'm a networking coach and I encourage people out loud on stages to say, don't network so much. Minimize your networking and build quality relationships and watch your inner circle grow. So now the question is, what's your monetization model? Because we're going to just make this laser focused. How do That's you where I'm having problems. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not surprised. And here's why. Yeah. When someone comes to me at a networking event, especially, and tells me that they are a connector, mm -hmm. I know that means that they've disconnected themselves. They're so busy creating connections between other people that they forgot to connect their business into it. Right. Very, very common. Wow. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with you. You are okay. just living into this space that says, I can connect people mm -hmm. And they will pay you as soon as you can talk about the results they get in a tangible way. Right. When we are really strong in connecting. Yes. We tend to talk in terms of concepts. In terms of what, sorry? Concepts, like stress right. Yes. Yeah, that's a concept. It's not observable. And trust me, I coined the term stress management consultant back in the day. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, as far as I know, I was the first one to ever use that. I predate the whole coaching industry. So the reality is that people won't pay to manage something they don't want. I didn't know that. I didn't understand that it was much better for me to be talking in terms of the outcome people got rather than the problem that they might have or might not have. Right. And right. so this key piece of awareness for you mm -hmm. is, it's like, I could have so much fun. I actually created a, and taught a course, um, Confessions of a Networking Junkie, okay. um, a long time ago for a chamber of commerce in my town. Just Yeah, a, a small gig, but a lot of fun to do. 
And I could have done that one with you. <laughs> no, I got no doubts about it, honey. I no doubts at all. And here's what was true. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew me. Yeah. I was really good at connecting. I could tell you what each person in the room was up to. Uh-huh. And I had a friend who said, yo, Jackie, I see you everywhere. You're at every networking event. But I have to tell you, I have no clue what you do. <laughs> because I had not figured out the piece that said the value I bring, the outcome they get, and match that up with me being the bridge from where they are to where they want to be. Right. That's the power of a compelling message, Rosa. So think in terms of where they are, what are they struggling with? Because they tell you this when they show up, you can hear them grumble. Yes. So collect that language. Why do they come back for six follow-up sessions? I mean, oh my goodness, what a commitment. What is it they get out of it, Rosa? Ask them. Find ways to ask them. Okay, so this is the first time I'm doing the six follow-ups. Okay. The times yeah. before I did it sort of uh, spontaneously and it, there wasn't a format. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I learned. There has to be a system. And when Eric, uh, Eric, uh, uh, what's his name? Erickson, Steven Erickson? Yes, yes, Steve Erickson. When Steve Erickson said, you have to find a system, I made notes of all your speakers today. <laughs> and he said, there has to be a system, but then you have to automate it. I realized that I'm only now forming a system. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so I collect that information from the six sessions that I have. Right. Okay. I want you to get into monetization faster than that. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to just really, really push on you because okay. you, said you wanted it to happen fast. Okay. True. True. So right now I'm charging 250, it's 347, but I'm saying early bird is 297 per person. And I know that is nothing compared to the thousands or millions of dollars they will be making one year, five years from now from these partnerships. Okay, I'm going to challenge you on something. Okay. You don't know. Because it no, hasn't I happened. Yeah, I know. I so don't. You believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to challenge you on something else. Mm -hmm. Your value is not dependent on their outcome. Mm. You have hooked your value on something you have no control over, which is the outcome they will get from having these partnerships. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's why, that's why I'm suspended. Yes. Yes, I, I feel suspended from the ceiling. I have something, but I don't know what it is kind of thing. It's like, come to me, they hang out, they love the intimacy, they love all that, I know they love me, but I need to figure out my own value so I can charge properly, I can monetize it properly. You will find the value in their language. What are the outcomes that they want? Something, and here's the deal about an outcome. Mm -hmm. It has to be measurable. 
Okay. Love is not measurable. <laughs> Happiness is not measurable. Mm -hmm. All of the things that are the language of the life coaching realm, these mm -hmm. came in that are very nebulous. Yes. They, they, they don't produce a monetary value. Right. All right. Not in the minds of most business people. They want a return on their investment. And so helping them quantify what that would be. And um, Dom, who is one of their speakers tomorrow, he's saying your clients will tell you what their problems are, suggest you mirror their problems back as challenges. Problems are something we face. Challenges are what they really have. And so it's a semantic thing, Dom, and thank you. And challenges are something they can be overcome. Whereas it depends on the language of your tribe. Right. And so the ability to use their words and for the purposes of our conversation, we're not talking to your clients at this moment. We are talking just amongst ourselves. And I want you to think in terms of what are the problems, because that's how they're going to describe them. Now, when you mirror them back, I absolutely agree with Dom. They're going to tell you what their problem is. You're going to mirror it back as a challenge, changing the language, okay. that one piece. Okay. But at this moment, the sales conversation needs more information, Rosie. Yes. So your mission is to use your gift, which is absolutely wonderful because the purpose of a gift is to give it away. Right. So your mission is to use your gift, your ability to discern the energetic matches in the room to facilitate those matches and then to use your system to facilitate the best possible outcome. Right. And all you want to know from them is what is the best possible outcome of our working together in this environment? And this is, a, I would absolutely be picking up the phone to the people who have been at your last event Yes, to make sure that this serves you, would you, and here's, here's where the six step conversation that um, I created specifically for the suicide prevention advocate program. This is where it serves a business. Okay. Step one is to relax. Mm -hmm. Okay. That means that you don't ever call someone, they get on the phone and you try to have a conversation with them. The purpose of the first contact is to set an appointment. Now, going forward, part of your system, Rosa, could just include that at the first meeting. They don't, they, they everybody schedules their next, their, their appointments with you. And they, you just make it a system where the next appointments are scheduled and where the calls are scheduled because your power to work with people is going to be discovered in these phone calls. They will tell you what they need. Right. And you'll gather the information. They'll tell you the outcomes they want if you're willing to do step two. And step two is to listen. So the step two is the actual phone call or Zoom call. Right now I'm doing Zoom, Zoom video calls. Yep. And listen. Mm -hmm. And let them talk as, lot, as much as they want. You're gonna guide the conversation. Right. Okay. You're going to guide the conversation and you'll use your own language. Yes. Uh, 
Katie and I are becoming certified in a methodology of one of my mentors. Mm -hmm. um, and so we help people build out courses and build out the tech to be able to deliver and market and partner and joint venture. So, so we have that whole program that we work with people on. And it may be something that you're going to end up being able to make use of at some point, but right now you are in proof of concept. So I'm, you know, I'm in what, sorry? Your proof of concept. Right, yes. So you're proving the concept. Yes. Is this something that I can get their language around what they're struggling with? What is the challenge they want to overcome? Right. And what is the outcome they want? Okay. So I like alliteration. So it'd be, you know, what's the problem? What's the promise? What is the ideal outcome that they want? And you can use very specific questions. I would invite you to get very consistent with your questions so that you get very consistent answers. Yes, I have a list of seven questions that I ask. But, awesome. Yes, but I could always uh, use improvement. But these are the seven questions I send out to them as a questionnaire. And then sometimes if I have them on the phone, I do it on the phone. Okay, the difference between those two things, sending it out as a questionnaire and having the phone call, is the difference between building rapport. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's something to consider. So what I do is I send it out and then I have a phone call with them. So, yeah, so I do both. Depending I, you're not doing both the way, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna just put a butt in the middle of that. Okay. On a, on, are you getting 100% of the people returning your questionnaire? No. Then stop doing it that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. And you're not going to get the same information. No, it's true. Okay. It's Even true. if you're talking to the same person, you ask them in person where they can have someone talk to, you're going to get very different information. Yes. All right. So we're trying to make this efficient for you so that you can build a course. The mission that you have in the world, because you said, I've got a mission. What is it? Well, it's about connecting hearts and business. I want us to be spirit-centered in business. I want a loving business world. I want us to be happy and joyful doing business. And I want to be that facilitator that just goes around the world and it's like Mother Teresa who gave clothes and shoes. I want to open their hearts. I want to be the heart opener in business. Just go touch them and open your heart and start doing business in a heart-centered way and the whole world will thrive. I know I sound like a little idealistic. Uh, well, what you're missing is the money. What's that? You're missing the money. Yes, I know. Okay. Mother Teresa was definitely heart-centered. Mm -hmm. And she took a vow of poverty. You see. Now, there's a little bit of a disconnect here because one thing most people don't realize about Mother Teresa is that woman handled millions of dollars. I do know. Now, that yeah. woman had a relationship with money based on certainty, Reza. Mm. Here's what Mother Teresa was like. Because she 
everyone thinks she is just the most heart-centered person in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa was talking to a room full of billionaires. And she had been invited in to talk about her mission. Mm -hmm. And at the end of her talk, the organizers came to her and they were all very happy and very excited because they knew that she would be really, really excited. And they handed Mother Teresa a check for $10,000. Huh. And Mother Teresa looked at it, looked around the room and tore it up. Oh my God. You should be ashamed of yourself. The net worth in this room and you hand me a check for $10,000, you should be ashamed of yourself. She was very direct, especially wow. when it came to money because she knew no money, no mission. So she knew that it was worth a thousand times more than that. She was talking to a room full of billionaires with oh a B. Oh my God. And so she dressed down a room full of billionaires. Okay. Wow. That's certainty, Rosa. And that's why I'm, you want this fast. The fastest way is going to be get certain on what they want that you can help them achieve. That's a tangible outcome. I love that. And I love the word certainty. It's one of my favorite words. So you were sent to me. You definitely my earth angel. <laughs> I'm telling you are speaking right into what I need to hear right now. So I'm listening. So Keep going. Very, very simple. Okay. So this is your message for tonight. All right. We're going to mm -hmm. keep it really simple and keep it on. Okay. This is how you monetize your mission. You get certain okay. on what your mission so, is that connects to what they want. So my steps are relax. First one, set the appointment. Second one, listen for, in the conversation. What are the other steps? Well, I'm actually teaching this tomorrow. Okay. It's part oh, of the from self-sabotage to self-empowerment. And so that's the session that I'm teaching tomorrow. Oh, do you know what time it is on tomorrow? This one? I um, can check. Yeah, it, so, it, so I'll, I'll check. I'll yeah. check. It, it, so yeah. I'll cover the whole thing tomorrow. I'm happy to give you the, the six steps right now. I just want to make sure that you know that we're going to be covering them tomorrow as well. I will, but I'm so excited to do my phone calls tomorrow. So I, I just want to know, at least I want to know what they are because okay. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm not wasting any time. Cool. Because my, ne my next event is happening on the 16th. It's two weeks from now. It's on the Friday the 16th. Got it. Okay, right. so, mm -hmm. so let's just run through the numbers. So okay. the first step is relax. I honestly yes. believe you can't do it wrong. Yes. The second step is listen. And mm -hmm. you're going to start out by just inviting them to share with an open-ended question. Okay. Now, what is it that you want? And yes, it's my talk tomorrow is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, beautiful. So what is it that they, what is it that you want from your networking and from your connections? Just an open-ended question. Okay. And then introduce the topic. This is an act of service to actually bring them into a focused relationship with the topic. And the, the topic is going to be what you believe right now mm -hmm. is 
the outcome of what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So you introduce the topic and you introduce it with just a have you heard. And for me, I introduce it in the problem. Mm. Our question is, have you heard about the rising rate of suicide among women entrepreneurs? I make it very personal. Okay. And so you can make it very personal. Have, have you heard about the networking burnout mm -hmm. among entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Because that's the problem, as yes. I see it, based on what you've told me, is yes. they've got networking fatigue, networking burnout. Yes. yes. So then you find out how close it is to them. In, this, in my realm, it sounds like this. It's very neutral language, by the way. You have to be really mindful to have neutral language. Okay. My language is, do you have a friend who's tried or died? Because again, my topic is suicide. If your topic is networking burnout, it would be exactly the same. It was, it would be, do you have a business associate struggling with networking burnout? Mm -hmm. And then the fifth step is you bring it really close to home. Neutral language for me is, have you ever thought of leaving that way? Because mine's about suicide. Neutral language for you getting it really personal might be to bring the money into the conversation right here. And it would be, are you paying the price of networking burnout? Mm -hmm. You've asked if they have a friend, mm -hmm. business associate. Now you bring it down and make it really personal. And then you ask an open-ended question, and this is where you're going to find out exactly what outcomes they want. And you ask the question, in my case, I ask the question, again, neutral language. Why stay? What are your reasons for staying? For your peeps, the question might be, why network? If your net was working, what would that show up as in your business? What difference would that make in your business? And, and then you can take them into their personal life as well. But most, just start with the business. Right. And this is a system that when used as we use it in the advocate program, actually walks people away from the ledge. It creates a buffer between them and an edge they didn't even know they were near. Right. When you do it in service of networking burnout, mm -hmm. you'll be able to pull them out of the networking mindset. That's the purpose of this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the purpose of this is to start opening them up to this concept of the outcome they want separate from networking. Because mm -hmm. it's not that you can't teach networking. No. It's but just that I, the mm -hmm. net doesn't work the way that it did before. It, exactly. You are starved for connection. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to pay for connection. That's right. Because that's not an outcome that's on their list, Reza. Mm -hmm. So we tend to project 
what we see as important onto other people. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, I see that. Yes. Yes. So coming out of projection, the fastest way is going to be to make these phone calls. And your first contact, you can be sending it text messages. You know, I'd like to have a 10 minute phone call, you know, so that I can, and, and you could even just be honest and say, you know, you know, you're in the beta program. I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a 10 minute one-on-one -on -one call with you. Mm -hmm so that I can serve you better. So I make sure that I'm meeting your needs. Would you have, you know, 15 minutes today? So depending on your relationship with them, you can call them and schedule it, or you can text them and schedule it. But you want to get it scheduled. Oh, I'm definitely going to text them because within, within 48 hours, I just signed up seven people for another friends event. And he said, nobody has ever, you know, gotten that many people and it's a small event he only wants 25 people mm -hmm. and uh you know uh and, and so and it's only because i sent a message to messenger or text them mm -hmm. um and it's and they're signing up and they're still signing up and i sent a very small list um i i, I hand select people for different topics right so i know i can do this for myself yeah there you go yeah so all we did was sort of put you into the queue Mm -hmm. serving you the same way that you served your joint venture partners in your affiliate. Wonderful. So it is about that certainty. And, and I liked what I heard you say before about owning the stage, because when you are, when you are clear with what your mission is, only then can you own the stage. And because this has been a bit of a transition for me, I have been staying away from big speaking events for the last six months. I've had a few big speaking events in the in uh, a year, last year and the year before, but because I moved away from networking connection to this matching and masterminding, I am um, being very careful to clarify my message first before I go on another stage. So I thank you so much for pointing that out. Oh, I'm glad that it serves you, Rosie. Thank you very much for oh allowing us to help you. Gosh, thank you, Jackie. Where are you located? What part of the world are you speaking from? Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota, Florida. Okay. So I was wondering if you, if you were from Toronto at one time or anything, but you're Floridian. I am a Floridian now. Yeah. My kids in Maryland, um, mm -hmm. in Baltimore and DC and the okay. border. Um, and then I moved down here. Um, I absolutely love it down here. Ah, that's awesome. Well, I am going to look forward to tomorrow and I definitely would be interested in doing some work with you at some point because I can learn a lot. Oh, well, I'm delighted to have the conversation. Rosa, thank you. Yes. And thank you for being willing to come on live and to ask your questions because this whole concept of finding the money in the mission and in finding the stages as the world of stages have changed and started creating your own rules. I think it's just important as part of this, for me, pure prevention. If I can help someone like you help these other people that you want to help so that they can go out and take their brilliance and serve the world, mm -hmm. I'm on point with my mission. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, you should see my face now. I'm just beaming. Thank you, Jackie. You're I love very, you. You're welcome, Reza. So cool. All right. So I'm going to pick on um, you all and just say, is there any other conversation that you want to have today that I can help you with? Because we've got a few more minutes before we end the summit for today. And then we will be back at 11 a.m. And I see Heather. Hello, Heather. You are unmuted, I believe. Ask to unmute. Okay, so you have to unmute yourself. All I can do oh, is that. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hi, Heather. I'm so glad I got in last minute. I just got off work. So, um, yeah, so I'll be able to join you all day tomorrow. I'm so excited and so excited happy that I connected with you and just like at the perfect timing right before you did this. <laughs> yes. So my question to you is, um, so I'm starting, um, just starting uh, up on my nonprofit. I'm at the beginning stages, mm -hmm. but I have been, I'm in the uh, group. I don't know if you're familiar with Life Purpose Mastery. I'm, I'm familiar with the name. Okay, anyways, but it's just a, a group of women. A lot of them already have businesses established and they're just trying to, you know, make them work better. Similar to the um, person you're just speaking to, which I didn't hear the beginning of the conversation, so I apologize. I don't know her name. Um, Rosie. So I, um, so in this group, they want you to be visible and start getting comfortable being visible. So I've been making videos, you know, on on my topic. And this morning I made a video and I took it down because I don't know if I'm. I I have a lot of passion for this, and I working in the ER as a nurse, I get kids constantly and it's just at, during COVID even more so and it's heartbreaking and it's and I have kids in it <clears throat> I mean it's really it's heartbreaking so I'm making this video and I'm saying all the things and I'm starting my nonprofit and then I start getting emotional at the end and I was like I don't know if I should even be posting something like that because it doesn't make me seem like I'm not <laughs> don't have myself together and I don't want to put myself out there in the world as somebody you know but I mean, oh, I'm you were on the summit earlier today when I like lost it. Um, oh, oh, I did. So I'm going to tell you that if you're trying to be professional, yes, it's not your purpose. What do you mean? If your mission is something that you can hold your Pardon my French, it's my stage, I'll cuss. All right, okay. Heather, if your mission is something that you can hold your shit together about, okay, it's not your mission. So you're saying it's good then? Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> because I mean, it's like, but do you know what I mean where I'm coming from? You don't want to look like, I, you know, okay. Um, okay, I mean, but I don't know. Let me, let me, I know you haven't been with me all day. So don't worry, Heather. We got your back on this tomorrow. Okay, good. Okay, well, then I'll, we've I'll, got your back on this tomorrow. And so okay. we, we absolutely are going to be bringing to you exactly what you need to be able to master the, what's holding you back. Okay. Okay. So should so I tell put me about your nonprofit? Up? Tell me about your mission. Okay, so my mission, the area I'm in is Southern California. So I'm about 70 miles um, from the Mexican border near Temecula in San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I've been an ER nurse for 25 years. I have five kids, three grandchildren, and I've just, through all that, I've seen a lot. And recently, my um, youngest daughter's friend killed himself on July 12th. 
So it's, it's very recent and just watching my child struggle with that in addition to all the other things that I see at work. And since COVID has started, I mean, exponentially, these kids are coming in and they're, they're young. They're young, Jackie. They're so young. And I just, it, before it was the teenagers and the adults and these are little babies coming in. I mean, the ones that come in, I'm glad they come in, but I hear many stories of the ones who don't even make it in, you know? And I just heard, so, and that's when I made the video this morning and there was a dad posted a video about his son. I don't know if you saw it. There was like 40 million views and it just, I don't know how long ago it happened, but. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so, and so then I go into work and I have three of my four patients are 5150 little young kids again, you know, every day. <clears throat> so my mission is to start community outreach and go into the schools. And I just want, I want to empower the, these kids before they get to that point and obviously address the ones who are already at that point. And I just, and I get it, you know, I just, I can, I have a good rapport with teenagers and kids. I just, I remember how it was to be there. And I think a lot of their parents don't, you know, and a lot of times they come in and they're up in arms because their kid is threatened this and that. Because if I'm in triage, I'm, you know, I see them right when they walk in and they're still, they haven't come down yet from their anger and their upset, their argument that brought them in. And so if I see them at that point, you know, I, I sort of look at the parents sometimes and I'm like, just depending on the situation, I said, do you remember, um, you know, nicely I say it, but do you remember when you were 15 or do you remember when you're 16 or 17? And mm -hmm. their face immediately softens, you know, because I think they're just so in that parent mode. They just forget what it is to be that kid. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just want, I want to build the, you know, put these, put all the pieces back together. So the parents, cause it mostly it's the kids, when you pass the parents to step out, the kid just, it all pours out. And I don't know if it's because the mom, you know, you don't want to tell your mom a lot of things. If it's like a sexuality thing, like they don't feel comfortable telling their parents or, but I don't know. I'm, I'm able to reach people on that level normally anyways. So I just think I would do good. And I, I'm tired of taking care of, forgive all the meth addicts out there, but meth addicts who try to attack me and, <laughs> You know, I've just been doing it so long. I just want to serve the community that I feel is in need. And I just feel passionate about taking care of all these little babies and these just, it's not right, you know? And the chasing dragonflies actually comes from the, <clears throat> the lifespan of the dragonfly. I don't know if you want to hear about all that right now, but they started these little larvae in under in the mucky water and they stay there for a while. And all of a sudden these wing, they mutate, their wings sprout and they're like, they fly really fast and they're very agile. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want to bring these kids from that mucky water out into the sky and let them shine and fly. And that's where the chasing dragonflies come from. And that wasn't, it was kind of the cart before the horse. I came up with the email and then I, somebody was talking about the dragonflies and I started really actually researching them. And it was like, this is perfect. You know, that's perfect. And when I asked my teenagers, when I was trying to think of a name, if you say suicide, this and that, they kind of like, they made this face at me and they didn't like that. So I was trying to, I mean, I, you want people to know what your mission is, but at the same time, you don't want it to be like maybe a negative connotation or, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, been there, done that. Okay. And you, the, the cart before the horse is that you're doing exactly what I did, which okay. is trying to create a name without knowing the language of your tribe. So, oops, are you still talking? You might've been, hello, are you there? I'm here. Oh, there you I'm, are. I'm here. I'm here. You hear cool. me? Cool. 
Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, it, sorry. It just went silent for a minute. Are we seeing each other? So not I can just hear you. Yeah, because we're in we're in webinar format. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about your video. This is a straight audio gig right now. Okay. The the Heather. Yes. Tomorrow we're going to be pulling these things and putting some pieces in place because monetizing a mission is really important to me. Okay. It, it needs to be sustainable. Right. Yeah, and so there's some some basic pieces. And one of the basic pieces is knowing, knowing the language okay. of the people you most want to serve. Okay. okay. And so, you know, you're going to have some amazing opportunities tomorrow to work with you, to listen to some of the speakers. And some of them have programs that you were, you'll go, oh, I wonder how they came up with that. Oh, I wonder. So you're in the right place. Good. There are Good. several people like who have programs that you're going to be able to go, oh, that's really cool. The clearer awesome. that we that's can that help awesome. you get on how you're going to monetize this, the faster you will be able to execute an exit strategy from where you are. And you mean as far as not knowing being, you mean as far, as far as not being clear? And well, as far as being able to make money. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Monetizing your mission is on my mind because you're, you're talking to me in terms of leaving your current gig. No. Okay. I have to do. I wasn't planning on it. I was planning on doing both. Is that not something that happens? Oh, okay. I was a little confused because you said something about being attacked at work and not wanting to deal with that population. <laughs> well, yeah, but I will cut back. But I think to have my pulse on the ER and the community is helpful. And I, you know, I don't want to okay. give it my license. It took too long to work to get that. Well, you know, I just wanted to get a little clarity for myself around that because Sorry, it was so, it was so recent. That was kind of like, all these things are happening. I'm like, it's time. I've, you know, I've been at the bedside for so long. It's time to, I just, yeah, I, I don't want to not be at work in the ER. I just want more, more. I want to make my time matter to people that I care about. And that's not people who are choosing to do meth and come in over and over overdosing. And I know they need their own special help, but that's just not where my passion is at. Okay. So we're going to take and, and help you through the contrast for okay. just a minute. All right. And, and here's where I would like for you to just land for one night. Okay. No more conversation about what you don't want. You're now on a conversation diet. All right. Okay, and let's talk only about what you do want. Okay, sounds good. Sound good? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. All right, so enjoy your evening. Get yourself home safely. I'm home, yep. I just okay. got here. <laughs> All right, so we, we will regroup in the morning, Heather. And as we go through the day, take notes, gather your questions. You know, we will have um, a chance. We're, I'm going to be circling back around with everyone who registered for this event and hosting a, a Q&A kind of hot seat. Um, okay. So I'll let you know when that is. Sounds good. Thank you, Jack. Oh, Bye. you're very, very welcome, Heather. Thank you for being willing to come on and to share 
this very vulnerable time because with what happened with your daughter, yeah, that's that's a big ass deal. Okay, yeah. that's really really close. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so mwah, tomorrow. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds Have a good. Great okay, bye bye. And for everyone else, let's just have a big go to the chat and say yay, because this is the end of day one. And what an amazing day it has been. There's a methodology and a mythology. There's all kinds of story that go with this summit. And the reason that we do 12 sessions over two days, we have 24 hours of content that we create on a weekend, is because your longest day only has 24 hours in it. So if you're able to have the content, the uplifting, inspiring, let's get it done content that we create, you can binge watch it. You can get through the moment. And you've heard this message from various speakers who are survivors who are absolutely certain that the one thing that got them through the moment is what saved their lives. So thank you for being part of the journey, for helping us help others make it through that moment and start to thrive. And tomorrow, we'll be right here. Same bad time, same bad channel, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll see you then. Thank you.